Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and joining me in this episode is Ree from Really Ree, who came round to my flat, and we had a spot of lunch, and then we recorded one of the longest podcasts, I hasten to add. Nadine Baggett's gonna have to excel herself in part three to beat this epic marathon of a podcast, uh, because she is the current, uh, or was the current, uh, title holder for longest podcast yet uh, but we just talked about so so much I've known we on the beauty circuit for some time but it was just one of those moments where I answered the door and before you know it we're talking about hormones diets and goodness knows what else so I really hope you enjoy that chat it was a highlight during a really busy uh, beauty week uh, another highlight of which was going to the launch of the powder blur or powder blue brushes um, by Real Techniques. Um, it was a really beautiful event hosted by Sam and Nick from Pixie Woo at the Curtain Hotel in Shoreditch. And it was such a special evening and I'm always really excited every time those girls launch anything new because when I discovered Real Techniques, I genuinely thought, well, this is it, you've cracked it. And every time they've launched new collections, be it uh, Bold Metals or earlier this year, the Multitech brushes, I've gone in thinking, I don't know how you can better your current offering and consistently they do. And it's the same with the Powder Blue brushes. They are designed specifically to work with powders and they are really amazing. They're available in July. The link will be in the show notes. And uh, if you go to my social media, you'll be able to see um, a little bit of activity from the night, which was amazing because as well as Sam and Nick, who are an absolute pleasure to spend time with, uh, there were there were a whole host of other beauty colleagues, including the fabulous Sally Hughes, who, if you listen to the show, you'll know that she's been on, she did a two-part episode last year. Nadine Baggett, who um, is a great beauty buddy, who really knows her stuff. You can imagine the kind of chat that went on. Ree was there also, I sat next to Ree at dinner. The fabulous Madeline Spencer, Claire Coleman, who <laughs> messaged me this week because I'd mentioned her in another intro for the show and um, about the fact that she always asked for clinical trials. But it's true, she's amazing, she's very thorough and it, it's one of the many things I love about her. And also another fabulous journalist, Joe Glanville Blackburn. There were loads and loads of us there and it was just a fab night with the Psychic Sisters, DNA from Britain's Got Talent, Blue Cocktails. Uh, I really genuinely came home that evening with a massive smile on my face, just feeling like I'd just spent like the best night out with mates and also celebrating uh, Sam and Nick who had done yet again something truly fabulous. In less fabulous news, um, today, which is Sunday, um, marks my 11th day without a working washing machine. <laughs> and I realise how that sounds. We were in the middle of a heat wave. It was so humid yesterday, I thought I was going to melt. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it's thrown up a lot of, it just, it just brought something to my attention, which is when you can't, do your normal process of laundering and I don't know about you but it's like it's on a cycle and one load in something on the dryer this that and the other it all feels quite organized and you're in control the fact that I've had laundry piling up and I've lost that sense of control over being able to do my towels on a Sunday or whatnot 
It's really, uh, it made me think about the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, um, a link to which I'll put in the show notes. Because several times this week, at the most bizarre times, like 11 o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning, I've woken up and had a massive clear out. And I just think that those clear outs would not have happened had I not been in the position of feeling like in my flat, even though it's all tidied away in a laundry hamper and it's not like I've got dirty clothes everywhere. I know that there's this kind of build up. So I'm putting this question to you. I was thinking this week, it's made also made me realise how I wear less than 10% of my wardrobe, um, evidenced by the fact that I went to my friend Katie's birthday party and to work in a striped shirt that was sort of somewhere between an American football coach and Beetlejuice and a pencil skirt that just I just felt ridiculous. Um, and I just thought, I wonder whether I should just get rid of everything and start again. Have any of you ever done that? If you have, please do email the show, thebeautypodcast at gmail.com because I'm really tempted to just put everything in the boot of my car, go to a boot fair and sell it all off for a pound, all my clothes and just give the money to charity or, you know, put a little bit aside for a bit of a splurge. But I'm just wondering if any of you have ever done that. They do say, or I've read things, you know, you clear something out, you make room for the new things. And I'm kind of, I've kind of done it with that in mind. So... If you have had any experience, you can also tweet me. You don't have to email me at Emma Guns or comment under the picture on Instagram. I'm also at Emma Guns there. Um, Re shares a lot of really interesting insight in this podcast. And the one thing that she says, um, we talk about setting up a business. We talk about believing in yourself. And uh, she says something that's really, really stayed with me all week uh, since we chatted, which is you haven't failed unless you give up. And it's something that's kind of echoed in the Jen Sincero podcast from um, earlier in the podcast library of rejection is just proof that you're trying. It's really nice to hear it in a completely different context from somebody completely different, but also to take that message away. So I hope that you find some of her insight about business and how she's persevered really interesting. As ever, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Emma Guns, or you can send me a DM on Instagram or comment under any of my pictures where I am also Emma Guns. And thank you to everybody who's been leaving reviews over on iTunes. It's very simple. If you're on Instagram, click the link in my profile and you just hit that subscribe button. You will never miss out on an episode again. Thank you for your support. I really hope that you enjoy this episode of the podcast featuring Really Really. Right, Re, I've just done lunch and it was acceptable, wasn't it? I loved it. Quinoa. I did overdress it. It was more of a porridgey quinoa situation. <laughs> I love porridge. <laughs> So it was like a spicy, mustardy quinoa porridge. Remember, I had second helping. You did have second helping. Yeah. I did service on side plates, but my main plates are just too big and they don't fit in my dishwasher. <laughs> oh, the life, the, um, life. the life that we lead. As we were um, chatting over lunch, we discovered that we went to the same university. Yeah, how crazy is that? So we're both alumni of... UKC. UKC, Kent University. Yeah. And we were in the same college. Yeah, Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, I loved my uni days. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't really. <laughs> I, I definitely remember there were certain moments of uh, 
memory and clarity. A lot of hangovers. Lots of hangovers. Yeah. Lots I never... of Westgate kebabs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Curries thrown up in the river afterwards. Yeah, nice. I, I never threw up in the oh, river. Oh, I did. I feel oh. like I need to go back. <laughs> yeah, do that. Just have a quick vom in yeah. the river. Did you ever work in any of the pubs? No, but I spent a summer working in the spaghetti factory. Ooh. Which was, it didn't last very long, partly because they had terrible waiting staff. It was actually. <laughs> yeah. But it was, everything was spaghetti, so it was like, it was on the tin. I worked in a pub, I was like a waitress. Um, I can't remember the name of the pub. It was the one that everyone went to, all the like the rugby people went to. In the town? Yeah. Oh, Black something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, there were the three tons. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't. It was more. It was this end of Westgate. <laughs> I think I know the one that you mean, but I've completely blanked yeah. out. But anyway, we discovered that even though we went same. to the same university, you graduated the summer that I started, so we didn't cross over. No. But you were there at the same time as my brother. Yeah. So yeah. after this, listeners, I'm going to get out all my pictures of my brother and see if I can <laughs> yeah. get re. And then I'll get pictures of you and see if you. Oh my god, each I other. looked quite different at uni. You? Did well, you, I was your hair short. I well, it was no, no. It was it was it was kind of like probably just below shoulder length. I've always had hair, really, apart from when I decided to be Rihanna at one. Like you know, when Rihanna that had the must wonky have been bob. Quite recently, wonky bob. Wonky bob. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> I went. I did the. I did the wonky bob. I was like, I'm so edgy, so edgy. Um, I've got. Are we friends on Facebook? I've got pictures of it on, on Facebook. I think. Okay, I need to find that. Yeah. Is that like? Do you remember the Victoria Beckham short at the back? Yeah. So it's like um, Fidel Sassoon geometric cut at the back, and then like shoulder yeah. length there at the front. Yeah, I was like, I was all in, all in the wonky bob. Loved. So one side was just one side was sh- short, and one side was long. I still had like all the puffy, massive, <laughs> massive hair. I used to, have to straighten it down, like. But um, yeah, I loved that. That was a that was a real moment in my life of change. I think of change when yeah. you just decided to have a wonky bob. Yeah, I was like wonky bob me up. I was like Rihanna. Like, Did you go to Tony and Guy for this? I don't know. I went to a place in Chislehurst, <laughs> and then I, and it's the only hairdresser I think of my pre beauty industry days that I've been loyal. I was loyal to because he gave me that wonky bob in the way that I liked for quite a few times. Interesting. Yeah. So did you? Um, sail smoothly from UKC into the beauty industry <laughs> no no it's quite funny so I did English at university English and American literature and I've always been like into writing I used to write my mum poems all the time ridiculously so my mum gets them out every now and again so it's really embarrassing but <clears throat> basically when I left university I wanted to be a journalist I had no notion of the world though which was kind of kind of a bit of a hindrance because when I was younger when I was a young teen I used to take a lot of notice of what went on in the world and it used to make me really sad so like I remember I was like used to run the Amnesty International group at school and like get really depressed about the terrible injustices in the world and just be really like and then when I went to university I made a decision to just live in my bubble and I didn't, I stopped reading the newspaper, I stopped watching the news. I used to read things that I was interested in, you know, like lipstick and, you know, clothes and things. And I just, I stopped. It was kind of a selfish move, but mm. I felt better. And I, I just enjoyed life more inside my bubble, especially with things, you know, that you actually really can't do a lot about. Yeah. 
So, I agree. No, I, I'm the same. I, I can't watch the news or crime watch too much. No, no, no. Now, I mean, my mum lives with me now, so I have news has come back into my life. My, um, my mum's been living with us for a while since my dad passed away. But um, she, she's a news addict, and I'm, I, I, it's filtering into my life again, and I have to leave the room because sometimes I just think it's, it's too much. I, need, I know what I need. It's like a need-to-know basis, I think, yeah. for me, really. Yeah. And it's kind of selfish, but it's self-preservation. Mm. And I think you have to look after number one a lot of the time to be able to look after anyone else. So yes. that's the thing. Put your um, what was it, oxygen mask on yourself before you help yeah. someone else. Yes, which I always never understood, but I kind of do now. Mm. Um, yeah, so uni, I, I managed to get myself an uh, interview at The Independent as a trainee journalist. Okay. And... Then I was like, oh, but I don't really, I don't really know, <laughs> understand the world. I don't know the world. So I, for a one week before, I read The Independent every day in a bid to learn the Jonathan. world. <laughs> the world. <laughs> because, I mean, I didn't know the names of anyone, you know, influential in our world. You know, I Presidents. didn't. Yeah, I mean... Really, nothing, no politics, no economics, no, mm. you know, I didn't, I was just, I'm still there, I have to confess, I'm really kind of there still, but um, and but still feeling happier, so, mm. anyway, I tried to learn the world, you can't learn the world in a week, mm. even if you read the independent back to front, front to back, upside down and mm. every other way, Yeah, yeah. so I went to this interview, and after about ten minutes, it was... I mean, I, th- I I was more about what <laughs> whether my lipstick looked good with my the my the suit my interview suit right, which was yeah. a brown one from Next. Oh, I got was it? I don't know. I think I, <laughs> <laughs> potentially yes. And I had a mock croc Peyton handbag and matching mock croc. Oh, so you were serving executive realness? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and let me guess a chunky heeled shoe oh mega yeah with like a you know like the Mary Jane the um, Gucci like horse what okay. do they call it thing but it was they were from Next as well I was, I was ne- I'm, I'm ne- this is why I've got a massive thing for Next not for Next now like, right. as in like I'm almost phobic about Next you know deed on Next yeah. we've all been there yeah anyway went to this interview it was just really, really embarrassing because I just didn't know anything. There was, no, I had, there was no natural rapport. They were asking me questions that I couldn't answer, <laughs> and I literally, I literally was just like, "Should I? Do you think I should just leave?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, mm, "Would you like to leave?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, <laughs> I do." I said, "Mum's like, thank you so much for seeing me. I think I've made a grave error here." Um, yes, thank you so much, and, and goodbye. And I literally just, I was like, thanks, bye, and I left, because I, it just was the worst thing ever. I've never been so out of my depth in my entire life. Right. Not before and, and not since, really. So that was it. I didn't, didn't become a journalist. I never thought oh, I could write about stuff that I actually knew about. For me, that was what a journalist So you thought journalism was. meant hard news, yeah. turning up at Downing Street? Yeah, I mean, I didn't understand about beauty journalists. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because, I mean... You were reading them. I, exactly. I, it's the weirdest thing. I'm so tunnel vision about things. It's, it's, it relates to, like, my lack of um, sense of direction. So I can't get places unless I go via somewhere I know already. 
Okay. So say I need to get to, from, I'm in A and I need to get to C, which is like over there. Mm-hmm. But if I've only ever been to it from B, I, I have to, B, I'd have to go to B first. At first, And that's like, the st- sometimes my brain doesn't look at things very openly in a way of just like, let's work out what's actually happening here. I'm like too focused on the individual things to see how they all... Okay. But I did a similar thing in the sense of, I thought that to be a beauty journalist, you had to earn your stripes. So I started off as a news journalist because I thought, well, mm. then, you know, once you put in the work, they'll up, like promote you to beauty. I didn't realise it was <laughs> it's different. different yeah, well, I'm glad that you also, also had a different perception of it. I mean, I just never thought of it. So I didn't get, you know, the, the idea that there was... The beauty industry worked that way with with newspapers and magazines. Mm. I didn't I didn't understand, so... Anyway, what happened was then, I did what everyone in the entire world does when they don't have a plan anymore, and that's going to recruitment at that time. Anyway, that was what that's what you did. With Literally, your brown suit. And with my brown suit, everybody, everyone that didn't have a plan at uni went into recruitment. Mm. Like we were all in recruitment, basically. Well, apart from the ones, the clever ones that had planned out and knew what they were doing, type yeah. thing. So. You know, I ended up in recruitment, and I actually was really good at it. Surprisingly, I didn't think I would be. I still didn't really understand what I was, <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> I used to do things really automatically, I think. And I never, ever, ever thought I was good at it because I was good at it. I thought I was really lucky all the time. So I, I, did, I worked a few different, in a few different recruitment firms. I was headhunted from one and went to another. Mm. And... Um, and I ended up running a secretarial temp desk for the insurance industry. And I was like, blimey, my luck. My luck is just still going at some point. It's going to... I mean, I never believed it. Because recruitment's not that badly paid as well. No, like, I, I been... yeah, I earned a lot of money. Mm. Lit, really, probably more than I can pay myself now. So, yeah... And it was really good. I mean, I used to drink a lot of champagne. I was I was the worst kind of show-off. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, you know, it was just like, come on, girls, you know, let's go and drink Bollinger. And it, Bo- I was like, <laughs> I, really, I, I, I milked it, basically. God love you for not saying Bolly. No, thank God. Very close. Um, yeah, so, but it was that kind of job where, you know, everything was on the table. You know, you're only as good as your last month. Right. I was, I've always been a competitive person. There aren't that many successful, at the time, there weren't that many successful women in recruitment. It was the guys were clearing up and I took them on. And I would be like, I'm going to beat him, I'm going to beat him. And like, the scores are on the doors, you know, it was all there. And like, a lot of them worked in the permanent thing. I did recruitment, I did recruitment for temps, so I had to like coin up my, I was ruthless. I placed, my, my one of my best friends that I'm st- know now, and she works in, um, she still works in recruitment in a, oh, sorry insurance. She was made permanent after a basic, but I I paid her quite a low <laughs> <laughs> hourly rate compared to what I was charging because I was like all about the margin. So you really? know, I know. If the thing is though, that industry, you know, We've you been, yeah, you have to adapt. You have to adapt. Yeah. You have to be probably the worst version of yourself mm-hmm. to really kind of get on in that industry or you did then because it was it was really unregulated when I worked in recruitment you know right. it was quite cowboy 
you'd okay. kind of like we'd get someone in there'd be a girl come in she's you know she's not been to an interview before and I'd be like oh you're great you you look great you sound great you can't wear those shoes what size are you and we'd li- I'd literally be like girls who's a five and a half and we'd sw- swap shoes send her off t- down the road to get to the interview she'd get the job come back we'd be like go and get this get that you know you it was it was real like literally or someone would walk in great and you just get on the phone and say I've got this girl Mm -hmm. what have you got you know and you just it's not like that now because there's so many preferred supplier agreements you couldn't you can't just ring up Lloyds of London you have to be on their list and everything started to change and set up on their system yeah just all that which before was nothing we just said you know send them in send them a bill and that was it you know be like yeah another four weeks another four weeks money I mean it just there was and the commission we I used to get paid with a check for my commission <laughs> and then every like month we'd all be down with our like the boys would have their check folded up in their like soup pocket yeah and I'd be like in my handbag really excited to go and you know five pots of Bollinger <laughs> but I, I loved it I mean I wish I'd saved more money it was really fun but I I had to I stopped in the end one because it was changing and two because I was changing right. and um because the read that you just described to me is not the read that I've ever heard about or met no no you haven't met her yeah she, oh I used I mean it was awful I used to when I went on holiday we I used to have two week holidays back in those days and the first what's that please yeah I know, <laughs> I know it's kind of who has a two week holiday now I don't know anyone that does well I do do I I don't know if I do, then... Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, I used to spend the first week unwinding and then the second week having anxiety dreams about who's stolen my clients, what I was going right. to go back to, yeah. you know. And that was just awful. And I'd, every time I came back to work after a holiday, I'd have, like, a major kind of blues of, like, right. oh, you know. And it was... You're, you know, you are really only as good as your last invoice, you know, or right. your last placement. So a two-week holiday would mean two you, potentially bad months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you're starting again, and you and you're and every month it goes back to zero. And mm. I mean, to be honest, it's nothing. All jobs are like that. Yeah. But some of them are less obvious. You know, it's not quite so backstabbing mm. because you have to be. You know, you get stabbed or stab. <laughs> you know it's like you've got a, you, you have to defend yourself so I think it taught me some good life skills mm-hmm. but um yeah also how not to behave yeah yeah and so I left I left there and um I very weirdly I ended up working as a receptionist in a mental health center <laughs> as a temp I was just temping because I was like I'm just gonna leave I'm not going to do this job anymore. And um, I left, and I, I I went to a temp agency, and they sent me. They were like, "Oh, you just it's reception for a few days, you know, at this NHS place." They didn't tell me that it was like a mental health drop-in centre. Right. So I turned up, and I was like, "Oh, this is different, you know," because there were loads of like really severely disabled, mm. mentally ill people coming in and out that I had no... I wasn't expecting for a start, and I didn't really know how to deal with them Mm. or what I was doing. But it wasn't a problem. I just... It just was a shock. Yeah. And then... Because, you know, different weird things would happen, just, you know. 
And um, I was only going to be there for a week, and I was there for about a year in the end. I absolutely mm. loved it. They, it was in Lee, and they used to, they have, they had all these different like um, th- activities going on. Like the can crushers would come in. They'd be, they'd be like the, they had their little job. They used to get paid to crush, crush cans for recycling, and then there were the, a lot of the occupational therapists were based there and all these different personality, personalities would come in and they'd come and chat to me there was this lady called Dawn who had this dog she used to show me pictures of and she just she just told me all these amazing stories that you know I wouldn't have listened to I was quite young then as well I didn't really it was a, it was a weird thing but it was very good and then I um, I ended up um, having my son and I went I did go back to recruitment when um, it was quite funny actually when I had Ben I was like, why would anyone work if they can just, if they can, like... Because my my ex-husband was worked really hard, had a good job, and we we were okay. I could have, like, just given up. I mean, we, we weren't in... didn't weren't so comfortable. Mm. But I could have not worked. And I remember being like, I'm not going to work. Why would anyone... Why would anybody have a wonderful baby and then, and then just leave, leave it? it. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I was, I remember when he was like 18 months, I was like, help, help, I need to get away. Like literally, because I've, I think I forgot who I was. You kind of like, babies are really scary as well when you don't know, but I'm just terrifying. But um, yeah, so I went back to work in recruitment again, but this time not in sales, uh, in the bid um, arena. So I was writing proposals and everything, but I was writing Right. So that was kind of like, I was like, oh, I'm almost there, except it's really boring, you know. But I know I can write. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm being paid to write, which is a big yeah. thing in one's head to yeah, exactly. go, the thing that I want to do and get paid for might not be where I want to be doing it, but I am getting paid to yeah. write. Yeah. And I, d- I was only doing it three days a week. And so I did that, I did that for quite a few, well, maybe another few, two or three years. And then I got made redundant, which was literally like somebody punching me in the stomach. Yikes. I was totally... I, it happened at the same time that I split up with my husband as well. Oh. And I remember being like, oh my God. <coughs> Luckily, my ex-husband was amazing, really. I mean, he is, he's the father of my son. He's a brilliant person. He's absolutely great. We, everyone gets on really well now. So... Good. We met at uni as well. Fresh as we. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, made, I was made redundant anyway, and I was like, "Do you know what? I don't have to." I, we sold our house. We moved into two separate houses, and I didn't. I decided that I didn't have to rush out and, mm-hmm. you know, find something else. Right. And I didn't. So I was just a mum for a bit mm-hmm. in a new house on my own. I was feeling quite powerful at times and then really, really not at other times, yeah. you know. Sometimes, like, at the weekends when Ben was with Steve, I would think, oh, my God, I could be dead. and No one would know. How bizarre, you know. And I... Th- just things like that, that when you have... When you've been, like... When you've always been with your son, yeah. you've always been... And then suddenly that you have a weekend and you're not, you're not a mum. And you're not, uh, you're not go- haven't got anything planned. You're not going out with anyone. You're not doing anything. It's a re- really weird part of my life. But um, yeah, it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then I was like, met my um, par- current partner, who 
was like, oh, join Twitter, join Twitter, get on Twitter. He's like, Ugh. and I remember joining Twitter and thinking, oh my God, I don't understand this. This is just, but I, mean, do, I mean, do you remember when you first joined Twitter? Did you understand it? Still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't understand who, how, who was writing to what the app was, you know, who, are they speaking to me? Are they, I mean, it was just, everything was weird. Yeah. I just remember, I mean, now it's just like, um, it's like when you first well, learning a language. The algorithm has changed, so as soon as you think that you've got, oh, you've got the measure of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't pay any attention to algorithm. I just, if I do, I then. I I know, yeah, yeah, yeah there's algorithm things. Wouldn't know one if I fell over one. No. <laughs> well, you can see it on Instagram. I never really notice on Twitter. But anyway. And I was on Twitter, and I was following all the people that I was genuinely interested in in, in life for the first time ever. So, Who like, were? makeup artists some celebrity beautiful celebrity type people you know I, Simon the boss I, yeah. <laughs> see I love glamour I like things to be glossy and you know I'm apart from when I'm at home in my pyjamas and, and the ASOS delivery man is like why do you order all this all these clothes because you're never dressed you're like, stop no. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> so like, I do love, so I followed lots of, like, glamorous people and makeup artists, brands as well that I followed, this just because it was interesting. And then I just, I was found myself, like, clicking links to things that I'd seen before. I've always done a lot of research, research on the internet. Mm-hmm. I've always been obsessed with beauty. Like, I was always the one. I mean, at uni, I always had makeup on. You know, people would wonder if I ever, like, took it off, <laughs> which really annoyed me. <laughs> if I want to wear makeup to bed, I can, you know. Yes. If only Charlotte Tilbury had been telling everyone at that yes. time, yeah, yeah. you know. But um, There's no eyeliner like a slept-in, smudgy cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, and actually, I was very not confident with my skin then as well, so I think I hid behind, like, a mask mm-hmm. of makeup. I remember one... <laughs> really annoying rugby guy in that pub that I can't remember the name of asking me why I had like a different colour neck to my face and I was like have I? Oh god you bastard but you yeah, know. at least I've got a neck. Yeah yeah yeah. Good yeah, day to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I obviously wasn't that good at makeup I mean I look back at some of it and I just think oh god. If you don't if you don't learn though like you only have one place to learn and that's your own face. Yeah oh 100% and also the products weren't so sophisticated you know, you had foundation. I mean, I always spent a lot of money on foundation. I used to fake tan like bilio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved a bit of fake tan. Back in the day. Back in, oh, yeah. I remember being fake tanned by Julie Narker of um, Saint-Tropez with the lotion. And it was getting on the bed and being rubbed down with the lotion long before the spray yeah. downs. My first ever professional tan, because I used to buy all kinds I never bought cheap tan I mean literally I didn't eat at uni so I could buy spend my money on my student loans on like beauty (laughs) stuff I used to like I'm sure I used to use like an Estee Lauder fake tan or maybe a Longcom one maybe it was Longcom anyway they always smell all smelt really bad then but that was like my signature scent (laughs) what's your signature scent DHA yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) So, um, where was I? What am I waffling uh, about? Spending your money researching about things. Yeah, and so I realised that actually some of the things that I'd already been reading were actually written, they were blogs, they weren't mm-hmm. websites, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm a, I've, you go into 
Google or Ask Jeeves. Remember that? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I used to actually ask Jeeves like full questions with punctuation and question marks. <laughs> Hello, Jeeves. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so I realised that some of the stuff I was reading was by people, you know, that maybe had gone to the independent and been rejected. <laughs> <laughs> No. They spent all their money on fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, and I, and I think that to me, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, you know, they're writing stuff on the internet that mm. I am reading, and actually, that might be something I could do. And so I did a post, and actually, my it was my Michael, my partner, who made me join Twitter, said, do do one. Do what? Do one of those. It does sound so easy, but to, to write a post, like to set up a website, like I, that it's not. Well, it, easy. it it was quite easy. Blogger, yeah. blogspot. Oh, okay. Dot com. Get your little thing. There it is. I mean, they that was like in the old days. I don't know if anyone does. I suppose they do still. But mm. it's kind of there. It's like a little thing you have. You just, it's like setting up a Twitter profile, but slightly more. Do you know what? It's me thinking about the fact that most most people nowadays when they set up their websites they look quite sophisticated mm. because the technology's advanced so like, I use Squarespace people use Wix but it looks like a designer's done it yeah exactly everything's changed mm. but you know and also sometimes people do really when they because now it's an industry mm. you wouldn't go into it so sloppily mm-hmm. now you wouldn't you just because you, you wouldn't get taken seriously no you wouldn't that's the thing so, and I was just like, la, 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 literally just like spilling out my, nobody was reading it. My, even my mum, my mum didn't, my mum has never read it. Well, in fact, she said to me a few years ago, she was like, how do I crack this blog thing? And I was like, mum, it's, it's on the internet. You just put in the, the website address. She's like, oh, and then she ne- probably never did. But like, she knows, she knows what I do. And um, my dad understood it a lot better than my mum actually, mm. I think. It was really funny. One day, not not that long ago, he was like, because I, I used to go around to their flat and work for the day, so I could spend time with my dad and my mum, of course. But um, and I remember he like elbowed me on the sofa and he went to me, "My daughter is really really," and I was like, "Oh my god, you um, I think you might understand because like my dad never had a mobile phone or you know he was that you're real. I feel a bit emotional about it, but like." Yeah, but he, it was so funny because he actually got it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so my mum my mum sort of understands it now, but like, it was really weird. My dad was just like, yeah. And I just thought, like, oh, my God. He, I mean, he had no access to any kind of online. <laughs> and, he didn't uh, have a smartphone. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And, I mean, I, I think he probably had some vision of me being this amazing more big really me thing that <laughs> god knows what he actually thought but um yeah it was a, it was kind of a funny moment actually and obviously that was years and years after starting mm-hmm. it i had no idea what i was doing in the beginning what year did you start it 2009 or 10 okay. i joined twitter in 2009 maybe it's 2010 i had no idea Literally, I, I called it Really Re. Because? Because my Twitter handle was Really Re. And the reason I had my Twitter handle was Really Re was because I wanted it to be written up. So my name's Anne-Marie. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, so when I was a baby, I couldn't say Anne Marie. It was way too complicated for me. So all <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, yeah. all I managed to get out was re, like the end, the end part. So everyone would call me Anne Marie, and I'd be like re. Mm. So eventually, everybody just came to my way of describing <laughs> my name, re. And I was re re for a long time. Mm. But I remember one time in a supermarket, my mum called me down the aisle. That's and she was where like, Rihanna Bob came from, isn't it? Riri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember being like, Why are they calling her Riri? I was Riri before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in Leightonstone. <laughs> but I remember my mum calling Riri down an aisle in the supermarket. And I remember thinking, Oh my God, it's way too babyish. Right. And we having to have a discussion can we just, can we just have it written as Ri? Mm. So then I became, I was Ri, although some people still call me Riri. Like from the back, from the old yeah. days, yeah. And I've always, I've, I've been. My recruitment job, I wasn't Anne Marie. I was actually, I wasn't Ree or Anne Marie. I was Anne Mar, because that was what fitted in my phone thing. You know, when your name flashed up. <laughs> <laughs> so if I phoned someone internally, Anne Mar would pop up, and they'd be like, Anne Mar. Is this why your son has a three-letter name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Ben, and I love the name Ben. I think all Bens are handsome. This is true. I can't think of a, an unhandsome No, one. I can't. I did try. So, um... So really Ree was born? Really Ree was born because Ree wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be quite funny to, like, do that kind of, like, the real Ree or... You know, like... You know how... Official. Something... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it'd be... I just thought it'd be amusing. Really, 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 really. Okay. and so that was where really we came from. Now, when I started my blog, I just called it really we because I thought because I'd actually been interacting with a lot of people on Twitter, mm-hmm. really getting chatty. I still speak to some of the people that I spoke to right in the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like Michael and I, because Michael joined Twitter at the same time. We had a bit of a competition of who could get the who could get, get more followers. And obviously, I won. <laughs> I really, I mean, because once somebody challenges me to something, I'm you know, I probably will do it, you know, I'm okay. kind of focused. Let's focus on that, Adelaide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I got more followers than him, beat him, and then I was like, you know, I remember actually I, I ended up like tweeting some beauty editors and they actually res- responded and I was like, oh my God, I'm actually alive, people can see me on Twitter, they can, oh, act, wow. you know. What were you tweeting beauty editors? I don't know, I... I can't remember now. There was someone from Cosmopolitan. I mean, because obviously as well, I didn't understand the beauty industry or the magazine industry mm. at all. I didn't understand about PR samples. I didn't understand about the beauty cupboard. I didn't get that at mm. all. The first time someone asked me for my address to send me product, I was so suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I literally thought they were trying to they were plan some kind of like robbery. <laughs> and I was like, why? And I was like, I'm going to go on holiday and come back and have nothing left. <laughs> and um, and I was just like, why? Why do you want my address? And because um, <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't get it. Like mm-hmm. I'd been writing about things that I just. But you were buying. Yeah, or that I had already. So when did it when did it change from you being let's call it a hobbyist? He yeah. was writing about it with no intention of monetizing it, but you were just writing about the products that you liked because you wanted to write and you wanted to write about what you liked. To did you approach a brand first or did a brand call you? Like when did it start? When did you actually get 
pulled into the beauty industry vortex? Yeah. Um, <sighs> hmm. Basically, I think I just carried on going. I was just was blogging. I felt bad if I didn't do it, even right. though no one was reading. Okay. You know, like, no one's going to tell you off if you don't go to the gym. Yeah. But you will. Will. It was like that. Right. So I just car- carried on doing it. I used to do a little bit of fashion as well. I tried. But um, I'm, just not, I'm, I'm just not cool enough. <laughs> I'm so not cool. I can't do fashion. And, and oh, yeah. But so any, any of their fashion, like, blogger events I ever went to were just so intimidating. It was mm-hmm. literally like hell on. I mean, all events were actually pretty. Apart from one. The first, one, the first event I ever went to was with Bourgeois. Oh, well, a they were very, event. very good about... They were one of the first brands to embrace yeah. the sort of digital community, yeah. weren't they? And I wrote about, like, one of their lip glosses that... I was like, it's so clever. It's, like, intuitive. It has pH adapter in it. You get your very own pinky. It was called, like, Rose Exclusive or something. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah. It was called that. And I was like, this is my pink that I get. And I remember... And then they invited me to something, and I was just like, wow... And I remember Michael being like, you're just going to a thing that someone's invited you via the internet on. What if, yeah, what if there's a load of... <laughs> what if it's a setup? What if it's an ambush? Yeah, and I, 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 that, I remember that event in their office building. It was lovely, and they, yeah, they had cupcakes, and I was like, oh, my God, cupcakes. Because cupcakes were a thing, weren't they? Cupcakes are still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really a thing, though, then. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you could... I mean, I didn't even have Instagram for quite a long time, actually, but if you'd put an, a cupcake on Instagram, that was it. You were like... Oh, yeah. what did we do? What did we used to do with cupcakes before we could take pictures of them? <laughs> I know. I think we must have eaten them. <laughs> oh, my God. I Honestly, I, was, I got quite chubby from events because, like, a lot of people didn't eat at events, and I was like... Oh, I love food. I'm mm. once I start, find it quite hard to stop. So hence the second helping. <laughs> no, I the did, quinoa. I did serve it on side plates. <laughs> my, my main plates are too big for my dishwasher. Yeah. It was just easier. <laughs> um, yeah. So hence, so that I think was the first time that somebody actually kind of reached out to me within beauty. And, and is that because your mm, numbers were? I don't think. I don't think so. I think maybe I tweeted them. Because oh, okay. that's the thing, I always I always kind of like, I must have had some kind of like desire for them to validate you, yeah. me, even though I never thought anything of it. I didn't, I honestly didn't understand what I was doing. Mm. I didn't understand what the purpose of it was. I didn't even think it would be to help other people decide if they liked it or not. Because I didn't... that's why it worked? Do you think if you'd been more strategic, you'd have <clears> given up? Because it, anything like this you have to put a long when I say a long time I think I know people who started YouTube channels or started blogs and they say you really shouldn't expect to feel anything until after a year yeah I all I knew is that I had to do it I felt bad if I didn't do it I didn't understand what it was that I was doing I never thought I could make money out of it Mm. I didn't plan anything I just knew I, there'd be days when I'd be like what can I what am I going to write about today oh no I can't think of anything oh yeah I can think of something you know yeah. I, I even in the first year I I did a post every day on my holiday abroad you know even like it was a job like yeah. it had to be done 
but I think that's something to do with me and how I how I do things because mm. like even when I had Ben I was like I I made that into a massive mega project <laughs> <laughs> which set me up for a lot of failures actually I wasn't very relaxed about the whole motherhood thing oh. I used to like laminate timesheets and things and not t- timetables not timesheets clocking in and out <laughs> Ben <laughs> Ben was a baby for eight hours today. <laughs> but um yeah so I used to always set myself like weird it's weird I didn't really think about that before but yeah where does that come from because that's you've got this competitive nature in this focus which obviously translates into like a rock solid work ethic yeah I think I'm very impatient so if I want something I have to have it like really as quickly as possible but you don't mind working for it no absolutely so so say (laughs) Say, like, when I was younger, I'd, I'd be like, I need this. I, I want my, like, my mum always said that I was, a t- I was a yesterday's girl and my dad was a tomorrow man. So I wanted it yesterday. My dad wanted to do it tomorrow for right. me. But I made him, I'd literally just be like, daddy, 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 daddy. And, like, just, so before we knew it, he's wallpapering my room. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, just, I just kind of ma- made things happen, I think. Yeah. even if they weren't really ever going to happen before. Like, we were never going to have a dog when, when we were little. My sister couldn't get persuade them, and I just I just would not rest until they agreed to get me a dog. <laughs> I just... I, I would never get bored of asking. I just never gave up. Me either. I've never got one. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I should have brought my puppy over. Even this weekend, <laughs> I was like... Nice to have a dog, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like, no, absolutely not. Thirty-nine-year-old woman asking parents for a dog. I love Seriously. it. Seriously, I love it. But that's that's the thing, though. I remember being like an adult and going being in a shop with my mum. I think it was like Woolworths or something before it died. And um, and saying to my mum, "Mum, if I was little, would you get me that doll?" And she was like, "Of course I would, darling." I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh. So could I, I just remember, th- you know, like, I don't know why. That's a real strong memory. Like, I was probably about 18, I think. And I just thought, wanted to know that my, if I was little and I wanted that doll, would my mum have got it for me? Oh, was, yeah, it's really weird. So when did that translate to you being able to get things for yourself? Because that's quite... When you are somebody who wants everything now and you're like, you want the dog or you may have noticed there's a piano in my kitchen or a keyboard in my kitchen. That's because I always wanted one. And I realised I had an epiphany a week and a half ago. I'm like, I could buy my own goddamn. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's a keyboard yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I used to like be very focused on earning money. Mm-hmm. So, like, I used to say to my mum, you know, like, if I hoover the hallway, will you give me twenty p or something? And I used, to, and then I'd keep, make keep a book, <laughs> make her sign it when she'd, you know, everything. I'd like. I always kind of made something formal out of You're it. You're like you like ledgers, checks and balances. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, my be- my best kind of things was like you know like playing post office, or I turned my my mum's whole bookshelf into a library. I had like put the put the stamps, you know, the piece of paper that every library book has in the front. <laughs> I used to like check them in and out and like, really weird stuff, but I loved that. So you're that. very organised and you're very structured. I'm not organised. No. It's kind of weird. Like I can. I want to be organised. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time writing lists that I never tick. 
and then rewriting lists and then and then going back and going oh yeah I never did that <laughs> but do you ultimately get what you want to get done done yes I think so I think once you realise that you actually can't do everything mm-hmm. because for a long time I tried to do that I tried I was writing like 10 posts a day manic manically just I mean mental the greatest respect were they any good when you were trying to churn out 10 a day um I didn't sleep they were oh yeah I think I think I managed it I mean I always got I sometimes I'd be washing my face and cleansing and redoing my makeup like five times in a day or whatever just to to get the the pictures pictures. yeah I mean my the photos are not my favorite part of blogging because I know a lot of bloggers that love taking the photos I, I really don't enjoy it Sam and Nick talked about that when they came on about selfies and about the fact that unfortunately they are a necessary evil. I know that if I put a selfie up on my Instagram feed, it will get more than double the likes of yeah the people. Like the stuff that I'm really proud of, like being featured on a website or you know, yeah. oh look, here's something I wrote in such and such a magazine. But I've put a picture of me with a red lipstick on. Yeah, just the algorithm, not because of anything special about the selfie, by the way, but it is a necessary evil, isn't it? Do you think it's the algorithm? I'm so naive when it comes to this I think, stuff. I mean, like I said, algorithms are always changing, but from what I understand, the algorithm currently, well, this may have already changed at time of publishing, um, favours face shops. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. I don't mind a selfie. It's actually just sitting down trying to be creative with photograph products that I really struggle with. Right. Because I just, I'm not very artistic in a way that a lot of bloggers are mine are very functional and real photos but isn't that what gives you your point of difference because you are <clears throat> is your site's one of the biggest if not the biggest i think it's pretty big in comparison now to i mean because i focus all of my energy into the website and i spoke to someone the other day who said what's the point in checking my emails when if i want to know what's new and what's coming out i might as well just go to Ree's page Yay! See, that's the aim. That is the aim. I want what I want. This is, this, just sorry to interrupt. We will continue. This is someone in the industry. Oh, really? <laughs> this is someone who's like, <laughs> if I want to know what's coming out, I why sift through my emails? I'll just look at. I love page. that. <laughs> that makes me so like do a really goal? big grin. <laughs> so is this the, the whole competitive nature of wanting to what first to report? full proper robust review yeah I, I want to do it quick I I also like the idea of it being oh my god if I've got that and then I need this on there as well and then I need I want someone to be able to go on to the reallyread.com mm-hmm. put in the search bar what they want to know and for me to have have it there ready yeah, yeah. you know and that's the aim I mean it's well you know how many new launches there are every it's it's mental i mean that megaton yeah and honestly it makes me happy i love newness i am obsessed but do you do everything because i think i've got that eye now where i look at my emails when they come in throughout the day and i'm like well i'm obviously going to cover that brand or cover that brand and then there might be a brand i'm not really sure about or i don't really know about and i think "Mm, i haven't got the time to really look at that so i'll focus on and so without even opening the emails you've already eliminated some brands yes that's that i work like that okay um i get so many i mean the amount of product that's sent to my house is staggering it's it's a lot of product i mean 
some of it you don't haven't asked for which is sometimes problematic sometimes stuff turns up and you're just like oh my god drop everything incredible exciting google it no i can't find anything on the internet already about it you know <laughs> and um i mean i love i love it i love the i'll never people are, people keep saying oh you, will you ever get bored of writing about beauty products and i'm just like how how i mean i on it for me i wish someone had told me a long time ago that i was going to end up doing this because i'd have been way more excited about you know where i was going do you know what I mean? But again, don't you think that's part of why it's gone in the way that it's gone? Because you've not been second-guessing it. You've just kind of... Yeah, do you know what? Enjoyed it. Yeah, and I th- I think it was a, it was easy, to be honest, because there was no... There's nobody that you're trying to emulate. You're mm. just making it. And that I've, that's why I feel sorry for a lot of people trying to start now, because... Mm. And also, I think people are very judgmental of those people trying to start out now. They're like, oh, you know... They asked for they asked for product. They asked for this. They asked for it to be paid, even though they've got one reader or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, maybe sometimes people do ask for things that they probably shouldn't. Mm. But at the same time, it's like it's an industry now. We have we work. It's a proper job. Mm. It's an actual job. It's if you think about it, of course people want to do it and expect to be paid. Yeah. It's like me saying, oh, I want to be a police officer, but I don't want to be paid. You know, it's a, why, why wouldn't you be paid, mm. you know? It's, I think people judge too much because we remember how it was being, starting out and mm. it being all that kind of like the community, which is such a myth sometimes, I think, really. Yeah. You know, does it really exist? I don't know. I think there is, there, there is a level of community. You have to be kind to everybody I think and I, I don't know that everyone is well there's a group of people whether it's editorial or digital who are all around at the same events or who came up at the same time yeah it, 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 I always describe it as um, the Mickey Mouse Club when Ryan Gosling <laughs> yeah, Justin yeah, Timberlake yeah. Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears <laughs> yeah. right? because um, there just happened to be this like wave of beauty editors wave of bloggers yeah and it was just the Mickey Mouse Club yeah effect yeah <laughs> But that's old now, isn't it? That doesn't really exist anymore. I I believe so. I don't think that they're separate. I yeah. Think. I know. It's so funny. I it has evolved. Massively. I mean, and the rate that it's changed within its change period as well, you know, mm. it's like, you could say, oh my God, it's so different to six, seven years ago. But it's actually really quite different from a year ago as well, mm. or even six months ago. Yeah. You know, there's... It, when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's kind of eating itself, but then recreating and it's, yeah, it's amazing to watch. It is proliferating and it's like, um, this is a podcast. Yeah. There wasn't a podcast that focused on the beauty industry, from what I understand, little over a year ago. No, absolutely, yeah. 
but there's a place for it and there's more like there's fat mascara there's hidden beauty there's breaking beauty yeah because people want to engage with it in lots yeah. of different ways yeah but that's like beauty as well is so incredible mm. because just when you think they've done it all they do something else and you're like oh yeah, yeah. my god that's really cool <laughs> I love that or you're just like you know I mean I've dribbled over an eyeshadow swatch before this is ridiculous and you're just like ah oh. well you and make the kind of noise that's just massively inappropriate yeah you're like yeah I know exactly like, oh so yeah. good <laughs> I, know. I know and sometimes it becomes overwhelming because there's so much mm. and when I feel overwhelmed what I always do is just get down on the floor and pull the products towards me cross-legged <laughs> and just look at them and think 10 years ago I didn't have any of this <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me feel joyful you know I mean it's like beauty products should be joyful oh 100% and empowering yeah oh and then it's such a, it sounds like such a cliche but it really isn't makeup and skincare oh it's life-giving mm. it really is and I always think you know I have to meet I meet a lot of people I always have in my jobs and they've always been very like people facing you know mm-hmm. face Front to of house kind yeah, of people yeah and you know I've been had different phases of confidence in my life where you know I literally had to plaster on makeup to feel okay mm-hmm. you know where I've always been a bit of a train makeup person but there were you know I wouldn't I'd still have had to have done my base before I left right. the house type yeah. thing Whereas now I don't really feel like that. But then my skin's a lot better, probably because I've been looking after it really well for like seven years and getting all the great products. And I mean, skincare does work. It does work. It works. It bloody works. Yeah. And um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> well, no, talk to me about then what was the tipping point? So you started off, you were really, really on Twitter. 2009, you started the website, or 2010. And then you're writing it because you love it yeah you get invited to a bourgeois event and then traffic starts happening yeah people, traf- what, what, what happened did people start writing to you did someone say i just burped sorry that's absolutely fine this is very relaxed, <laughs> very relaxed. um uh when how what was it that was it gradual or was there a tipping point and then it was like oh right this is a proper business now Right, I think I was doing more and more, starting to work, actually, with brands, little bits. Mm-hmm. Nothing major, you know. When you say working with, do you mean like sponsored Sponsored posts. Yeah. Sponsored posts, mm-hmm. really. This is before the days of, like, sponsored Instagrams or, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you, you can just do social, sponsored social now mm-hmm. or, you know, it was sponsored posts. I had no idea what I was doing, really. Still didn't understand why anyone would actually pay me to do that, just going so along with it. So a sponsored post would be reviewing a product as you would review anything else but they had paid for you to have the product first and yeah to place it on your website essentially. To, to, to put it there to make sure they're at least I mean when the only difference it made was that you had to make sure that they they had three images mm-hmm. you know the links that they wanted were there and their messaging because I used to be like I didn't get anything I didn't understand affiliate links or anything we're big on affiliate links now because mm-hmm. it's people wouldn't well, for, I didn't understand linking at all. I used to be like, go to Boots. 
Bye. Love me. Kiss, kiss, kiss. You know. Or, is it, or I'd be like, is it, it's in Selfridges. You know, when you walk in. <laughs> you know. Oxford Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I never really... I, I first started link outlinking. Mm-hmm. Outlinking? I don't even know if that's a word. You're going to have to give me a crash I'm course. So not clever at that. Not this. clever at that sort of stuff. I first started linking to other websites because I found out it was good for SEO. Mm-hmm. That's search engine optimization. That's right, yeah. Which I still don't really get, but, I und- but I'm, my site's very good mm-hmm. in terms of that now. Just from little things I did many years ago that now I've reinforced with a bit of right. a tech help but um yeah so I used to I didn't I started to link then because I, d- I felt like I didn't want to push anyone online mm. you know to say go to this website or anything right. there was no in, no incentive to do that and also I didn't really again I didn't understand that I was what what I was doing that yeah. I was helping people shop mm-hmm. I just didn't I didn't get it so sorry about that there no. was a delivery at the door <laughs> We took a loop break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's quite in the middle of a heat wave. And yeah. It is, we need to hydrate. We do. So, yes. So, we got to the point of you are writing lots of posts. You're doing sponsored activity. Yeah. Gradual. And then... And then, um, Fabulous oh. approached me. I'd, I'd done a video with them. God, and your hair with their perfect curl would be insane. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'd, I love curling my Take hair. Take you hours, though. Yeah, well, no, no, not really. Now, maybe when I, I haven't used it on my, my hair because it's super long now. Mm. But um, probably only be able to do the endy bits. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, they asked me to write a blog for them. Okay. So I, um, I, I basically started a blog for them. So I used to do three posts a week. I just planned it. It's called the Hairdryer Diaries. And I bet that didn't even feel like work. Oh no! It was just. Oh, it was amazing, and so that was when I was like, right, I actually have to focus on this now. I think I was doing like a little bit of tempy work as well, just, just to Mm. kind of like be contributing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, and I worked in a jewelry shop as well. Did different things. I was selling jewelry. I was really good at it. (laughs) So funny. Proper jewelry. Yeah, like in like. Have you ever heard of a zendi? Yeah, there was one on the King's... I used to work in the one yes, in the King's Road, yeah. And there was one in, like, St Paul's. I worked in there a bit as well. I just... I think I got the job on Twitter, weirdly. <laughs> but um, I just was like, you know... I was still going to little launches and I was selling jewellery. And, like, I was like... On my first day, I, like, beat everyone in the mu- on the, the, their sales in the month. So you were like, I will continue to do yeah, this. Yeah, because I just got all the... Thi- I got all the, like, adrenaline of the, like, recruitment... Oh, so adrenaline, is adrenaline important to you, though? Yeah. Like the being first? I like you that. have to have an adrenal rush. Yeah, I, um, yeah, very, it's hugely motivating. Okay. I mean, like, I've done diets where I've said to my friend, my, my best friend's called Vicky, and we've, done, we've like, had diet competitions before. And you um, just nail it. I, I always win. Because I literally, I mean, like, sometimes by cheating, like, one, when we had the weigh-in, I didn't, I hadn't drunk for, like, I literally dehydrated myself. And I probably put on, like, half a stone as See, I drank the thing them. Is, though, Reed, that I find really confusing <laughs> is that if you put that down on paper, I'd be like, I don't want to be her friend. Yeah. I know you want to do want to be your friend. Because that, this part of your personality, like, it, part it's, of me is admiring it and going, well, this is why that she's, uh, as yeah. we coined it before we started recording, this is why you're an online dominatrix. <laughs> but... 
it's also the thing that would make me think, oh no, I don't want to go out with her. But you're a girls girl. Yeah, love girls, love girls. But the thing, I think it's because I don't not say anything. So I don't not say anything. So for example, I don't think many people would admit to being really competitive about. Oh, I see. They'd just be snide bitches about it. Yeah, <laughs> or they would just sometimes. I think I judge myself really harshly because I listen to every thought in my head and think oh I just had a bad thought about someone that's really evil you're a horrible person but forgetting forgetting (laughs) forgetting forgetting that other people have thoughts as well but I just can't hear their thoughts because I'm the only one that can hear my thoughts I remember once at another bourgeois event these lip readers but they're probably like psychic sisters or something they're they're something that you know we're in selfish some kind of like you know oh yeah psychic sisters and yeah something like that and but they were because it was like bourgeois rouge velvet lip launch they were saying it was lip reading or something they are amazing those lip, rouge velvets yeah oh yeah really good yeah really good. good chili one chili i love anyway um and she said something like it was really weird she said you are very harsh on yourself because you feel like you have to tell everyone everything and I do like I spend a lot of my time saying oh I nearly said this (laughs) which is a would have been a really inappropriate thing to say and then I end up saying it anyway because I feel bad because I thought it yes so I over I am like the classic oversharer that's really interesting because although we've seen each other around and known each other for a while, when you came in, within I would say thirty seconds, we were sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. To yeah. the point where we have, a few times we had to say circle of trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't leave this. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't leave this. Yeah. Part. And I do find that people tell me things because I'm. Because you don't screw people over. Never. I mean, I really, I really believe in looking after people. Mm-hmm. You know, my mum and dad, literally, I, they put themselves second to me and my sister. They, we were like their treasures, you know. And I think, you know, that's taught me a really good lesson. I mean, I'm not perfect. I have some horrible thoughts. Sometimes I think to myself on the train, I want to stab you in the eye with my high heel because you're just a horrible person that has just pushed everyone out of the way and not said excuse me or thank you mm-hmm. and then I think oh my god I need to now go and tell everyone that I just thought about <laughs> stabbing that person in the eye with my high heel <laughs> yeah you know, don't go around admitting it's that it's the that's the, the guilt right we talked about guilt as well yeah we? yeah I mean I I suffer mega guilt about everything mm-hmm. I still remember a time when um Ben my ba- my baby who's not a baby anymore but he was he was about two and he was we were on holiday and me and my ex-husband who I love dearly but we used to argue we were really bickering about something and I'd kind of half noticed Ben run off and hide behind this um pillar and I, we were like bickering at each other and then Ben like did a big jump out like a boo type thing and I was like, oh, and I didn't even react because I was too busy bickering. Oh my God, I think about that every day. The fact that I didn't go, oh my God, Ben, where were you? Boo, you know, wow, you just jumped out. 
I torture myself with that every day. Ben doesn't even remember. I've even told Ben how I feel about it, and he's just like, oh, get over it, Mum. <laughs> you know, I've, there are so many things that I literally, I, you know, I can't get rid of them. I can't shake them. So is guilt the reason why you write loads of posts? I, I think I feel a lot of... Mixed in there with that competitive... Yeah. Guilt for not working hard enough. Right. Guilt for not doing things in the best way they can be done. Right. You know. So you have, you're, you're hard on yourself. You hold yourself accountable. Yeah, massively. Right. Yeah. And I hate it when, I hate it when there's gaps and I, 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 you have to accept that there will be gaps. I feel guilt about not working on the weekends. Mm. I mean, for a long, long time I worked every night, every day, every weekend. Yeah. Just, I just did because I was addicted, mm. because I was trying to keep up with the amount of product coming in mm -hmm. you know literally you, ha you 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 don't get a lot of sleep when you're doing like seven eight nine posts a day or whatever no. now it's I realize I actually don't need to create that much content it's too much content right. really in a way I mean it can there can never be too much content no quite but at the same time you can't do it all and actually I do have a life that mm. isn't just this although you, you wouldn't realize you wouldn't know it but Do now, you feel like since becoming an online dominatrix, <laughs> keep going with that. Do you yeah. feel like you have to? Whereas, one of the things about being a blogger or being someone with an online presence is letting people in. Yeah. But do you think you've had to set boundaries? What's changed about me is that I don't micromanage everything so much. Right. So, um, a few years ago, I started working with my business partner so we own really really together mm -hmm. and now we have Rebecca working for us who she looks after all of our she does loads I mean she's amazing she does loads of stuff she's very business minded she's she's was the one that was like you don't you do affiliate links <laughs> okay. go to Selfridges no no you know so I left at the future yeah 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 so She's sorted all of that out. I mean, you know, because I have a lot of traffic and I have had for a long, long time. Mm. So, you know, those kind of things, to, to work in a more business-like way yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm like a, because I was literally like, oh my God, this came, write this, swatch, 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 photo, yeah. photo, photo, upload, 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 tap, foot tapping the whole yeah. time, you know, like, <laughs> get it up, get it up, get it up. And then posts would be popping up every like 45 minutes or something and then and Philip and Rebecca would be like mm, <laughs> it's a bit haphazard really right. you know like you've got something new and then the next thing it's not new anymore especially when with the kind of classic blog template right things get old very quickly yes. we've we're launching a new website next week and uh, hopefully when you say launching a new website redesign or completely different name no same name same idea redesign built from scratch because um, the thing is I started on blogger we moved it to WordPress mm -hmm. we've got a lot of things going on there that a lot of different plugins oops just did a spit that landed in my shoe <laughs> <laughs> fabulous see why did why no one would even <laughs> no it's one audio, really. yeah I know you don't need to narrate that <laughs> The book, you maybe yeah. had to announce. Yeah, yeah. Spit, Although no. I don't even know if it was loud enough. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was only you telling me. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, what, what, what am I like? <laughs> 
So, um, new website because I felt a bit like with the way things are, there's so much going on, so much content, so much traffic, so many different tweaks that I got the feeling that my website was trembling a bit. You Under know. the weight of yeah. it was Jenga and yeah. you needed to Yeah. It was I felt like bits were held together by sellotape. Okay. So we You have you do know about the internet, don't you? <laughs> 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 so anyway we've had this we've major investment brand new site wow so it's it's slightly behind schedule as all it projects are in life never known one to happen on time Is it like a building project yeah right so anyway but it's going to be amazing it's a whole new look things will stay current a lot longer mm-hmm. new kind of features oh. yeah you're i hope i hope you like it slicker sure I will. yeah so I'm really excited about it because um, I love new stuff as mm-hmm. well. So it would be like, you know how if you've got a new outfit, you don't mind getting up for work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to wear that new thing tomorrow. Right. That It will be like an, an amazing new like outfit. Oh, okay. For every day. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to upload a post on the new shiny thing. Because I remember when I first <laughs> moved over from Blogger to WordPress, I was, oh my God, it was like... Uh, WordPress uh, made me cry. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I had help with that, mm. but it was just so fun and new. And like, considering what I mean, the web, the website in the old days, what it used to look like, the blog. Oh my god, it was the ugliest thing ever. I mean, it was so amateur. I mean, of course, it was, but you know, it's evolved. It's it's a bit like looking back at you know your uni photos and thinking, why did I let that person cut my hair like that? Or you know, <laughs> the lopsided bob. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just need to see a picture yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in like, that was not that long ago. <laughs> well, it was quite long ago. But um, yeah, everything's a long time ago now, unfortunately. Um, so, new websites launching. And yeah. you did go from like the slow burn, a couple of bourgeois events and sponsor posts. And then now, yeah. you're so, a new product on the day of launch. The top result could be readyree.com forward slash new product name. Like that's the significance of... Yeah. Really yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like we get a, a, so much traffic from Google, organic search. Yeah. It's all, you know, if you put it, everyone always, say, everyone that I meet always says to me, if I Google a beauty product, up you pop. Mm. And I, that makes me like feel really a little happy. bit, a little bit emotional every time I hear it. Cause I just, that was that. I remember Emma, when I thought you, idiot why did you call this website really re one nobody knows what i'm saying like i used to, they'd be like really re really free really even google thought used to say to me do because I, I used to used to google myself or the site anyway really re and google would say do you mean really free every um, time and i'd be like what have i done what have i done it's not even a word the, the fact that i didn't call it beauty something or mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot for ages. Are you glad now, though? Now I am. Right. Because I kind of like it. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? You know, yeah. some people actually think I am really re, mm-hmm. which I'm, I kind of feel a bit like I am really re now. It's really Wait, weird. what do you mean? Like... You, you're definitely re. No, so I'm re, yeah. but am I really re? Really re is the site, isn't it? Okay, so is that like Carrie Bradshaw? Really re is like a persona? I don't know. I don't never really thought about it, but like you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't say to me hello, really, really, would you? No. 
so, I might say all really reason the Yeah, but you know, <laughs> exactly. So that's the that's the thing. It's like who's here? Oh, really reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really reason over by the cupcake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. I suppose I haven't quite sorted that out in my head either, because I because it does. It's not been that long since I've really understood what it, well, it has really. I mean, I, for half the time I've been doing this, I've understood what it is I'm doing. Right. Well, basically yeah <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing though isn't it when something just happens so when you you say you've got a business partner was that when you went into it became a business was it the case when you were like right I'm good at these things this isn't these are my strengths but if I'm actually going to monetize and make this my source of income yeah I need someone else well that's bit. the thing I knew I was already already running it as a business mm-hmm. myself you know, great, that was working well. But I knew that there was an opportunity in the current market to do something more. Mm-hmm. I thought about lots of different things. I thought about being an agent for influencers. I thought about having my own, with Philip, my business partner. Yeah. We discussed different things, you know, because everything was blowing up in a way yeah. that really people couldn't have predicted. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I wanted to capitalize yeah. on what was happening i was like what could it what could it be is it an app do we need to create an app and then we were over and over and over what do we do what can we do and then we realized that the app, the opportunity was right in front of us it's it's actually turn this from a simple blog on blogger dot blogspot dot whatever dot, dot amateur you know dot <laughs> no idea what you're doing to you know, a fully fledged website that, you know, I was already getting the numbers. I didn't even know about the numbers at that point. I used to look at like my blogger stats, Mm. but it wasn't until I started working with Philip and I installed Google Analytics and I was like, wow, I did that. Oh my God. And I was literally like, because this is what I was going to say to you earlier. Every single job I've ever done, I've had imposter syndrome. Uh, You know, you know, like, with the oh luck my luck's gonna run out soon yeah and everything like even when I did I did like a short job selling uh, memberships at Champneys <laughs> and um and I was really good at it <laughs> you were. because I, I think it's when I when I can interact with people I'm quite convincing mm. and um because I only really talk about things I believe in this club was amazing it was yeah. <laughs> it was the one it was the one in the Meridian Hotel on Piccadilly and it was like and I was like showing people around and I was like this and look at this and and you can run on this thing here I mean I, I mean I was not a fit person at all like, but um you know I sign up a lot of new members mm. and um that was fun but I always thought oh my god I'm so, that was a bit of luck so imposter syndrome do you think that motivated you to work as hard as you did when you were in recruitment so it was like well I deep down I know this isn't me but I don't want anyone else to figure out because I think everyone can see what I'm thinking yeah yeah yeah. so I don't want anyone to figure that out so I'm going to be the best at it because then you can't come for me yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. what it is I think it's almost like I work hard because I I'm scared the luck is going to go and then there's nothing left so it's like working hard is almost like the um defense the backup because I feel like it's not the hard work that's making it happen, it's the luck. Does that make any sense? No, it does. It really, really does. 
So this is so weird because I've never really spoken about it in this much depth before. But yeah, I think I always believe that I'm lucky. I, I, I believe in luck as well. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I know people say you earn your luck. I think nah, sometimes, you know, there are people that work bloody hard mm -hmm. in shitty jobs they hate. And that's not that lucky. I feel, yeah. you know, I'm so lucky that I finally found the my place. Yeah. You know, and you can never, ever, ever say that that's, I've earned that. Mm. Because I could have joined, I could have not joined Twitter. I could have missed this whole thing, mm. you know, really, quite easily. Without, if Michael hadn't given me that little nudge or, you know, you don't know how it would have happened. Yeah. It, pro it might never have happened. I mean, I was like, I didn't even know what Twitter was, you know, like old fogey, like, what's this? I can't work it, you know. And then um, I tweet. Yeah. I Twitter, don't I tweet? Yeah. 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 I mean, all kinds of craziness. So I think I've always w worked hard because I've panicked that the luck is going to end. So it's a backup plan, working hard. Okay. So. Now, do you have the validation? Do you because what I hear there and the, how it relates to me is I can completely understand. I've definitely had imposter syndrome, mm. and it was a really ugly colour on me. And I now feel very lucky that years down the line, I can sort of own my shit to use um, Nadine Baggett's favourite <laughs> hashtag. But it's made me work harder, having not having imposter syndrome. Because for the first time, I have um, placed a value on my abilities that I, I never placed on it before. I was looking for someone else to place value on my abilities. And I don't know, did that value come from the biggest paycheck at the recruitment company or the biggest win? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like very results driven. Well, if I'm the best, then that's my value. Yeah. Do you feel like you found your value through doing what you're doing now? I think so. I think because I love my subject mm. so much I mean in from so many different angles I love it you know yeah it's so interesting so fun like lotion magic lotions and potions mm. and then it's like oh my god look what it can do for someone and mm. then it's like you know I wish I'd been able to use it when I was younger more in a in a more constructive way instead of yeah. just like putting so much oxy 10 on a spot that it was like a oh, big no, crater in my yeah, face and yeah. then trying to pack it full of something to <laughs> you know like that would you, you, the things I've done to my face but I now I know I think what I like is when one of my readers asks me a question mm. and it's to me I think that's such a I can find that out in two minutes five seconds even mm. I could just you know like and do you retain information yeah like I, I've, some of the stuff I come out with is ridiculous. It's just like, I'll be like, is that shade 417 on your... <laughs> and then I'm like, such a, you're such an idiot. Don't act so, like such a twat, you know. Oh, the amount of times I've gone up to people and said, is that Ruby Woo? Yeah. Because once you know Ruby Woo, you yeah, know it. Yeah, yeah. And you can't think yeah. it and enjoy it. I feel like that about it. like... Like some of Charlotte Tilbury's lipstick. Like I've I've been definitely I've definitely been in a room and gone. Are you wearing the Queen? Are you wearing the <laughs> Queen? That's <pillow> <laughs> the Queen. Yeah, I did have pillow talk on earlier, you know, and then I didn't think it went with my eyeshadow, so I. I like your eyeshadow. What is your eyeshadow? Oh, Naked Heat. 
Oh. It's um, it's called. This is really, really idiot, idiotic. The main shade is Dirty Talk, <laughs> and the crease shade is called Sourced. And ridiculously, why do I know the shade name? Because it's I it only I only got it like a week ago or whatever, and I know the you shade just name. Retained all of the shade names in there. Yeah, well, maybe not all of them, but the ones, the ones that, that I using. yeah. So that's kind of freaky, isn't it? I think. But I think. But I can't. I couldn't tell you like who any sort of really important people in our government are. I don't think anyone's going to ask you that question, but they are going to ask you what eyeshadow you're going to wear <laughs> yeah, in your crease. Yeah, yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, you're locking it up. Yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah. So you've become this big business. You've become a big online business. Yeah, so it's now, it's not just me anymore. I actually don't have to work every night. I do work every night still, but I don't have to work every weekend. I always work on the weekends, but I now I don't. I'm not like doing like a nine to nine on a Saturday and a Sunday anymore. Mm. I still feel really guilty about not. I was going to ask you, how do, do you enjoy it? Do you, meaning, do you take the breaks to go? I'm going to take myself off to a nice hotel, or I'm going to go on a lovely holiday. And I'm going to enjoy this because I've earned it. Are you good at that or do you have to No, I'm having to learn. I'm, I'm trying to make myself good at that. Mm. Because I'm... It's all really... Like, I, feel, I don't want to sound like I'm, like, so hardworking and so dedicated and so... Because it's not. It's all because I'm so competitive. Mm. I, it's not because I'm, like, a good person or anything. It's the c- competition in me. So the competition to always have the blog post up first before anyone else. Yes, or or just to have it in time that it will have a time to get into Google well before people start searching it. You know, I want to, I want it to be there when somebody searches for it. The fact that I, if I miss the boat on something, I'm like, oh, oh, you idiot, and and then I'll be like, that's because I was on holiday. (laughs) You know, do you know what I mean? And also because I'm. You're making it hard for your own back there, though. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. But I'm not so bad at that now. Okay, good. You win some, you lose some. Okay, great attitude. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I can't have everything. Ultimately, I want my site to be so mega Mm -hmm. that every single launch, I'll be be having an army of people Mm -hmm. writing, you know, working for us in a proper... (laughs) And how would you judge somebody was... A good candidate to do that for you right well I uh, so Rebecca does a lot of that for, for me I think I want people to uh, act very responsibly online first off I don't because sometimes people <laughs> so no bitching no bitching no fighting right there's so much fighting on Twitter like be be bloggers hashtag sometimes Mm. I just think oh come on let's be let's play nicely Mm. you can't sometimes you can't say anything without someone trying to make it the difficult thing with social media and you can tell me how you feel about this but the difficult thing with social is that and I very much come at social from the point of I'm just I share on Twitter and Instagram what I'm up to so that people may engage with my links it's kind of as simple as that. Yeah. But if you put something really negative or controversial out there, your numbers go up. Yeah, I don't want to be that person. But we know, but we know, because we've seen it happen across all industries, not just beauty, that somebody puts something contentious up 
and the response is going to um, elevate their profile. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want someone who's all about, oh, well, if we do this, then we'll get that. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like I'd rather do more work mm-hmm. than do something attention-seeking. I'm so uncontroversial on Twitter. I think it's probably why, compared to the website numbers, mm-hmm. my social media following is kind of fairly insignificant, really. Right. So Because people don't engage with you for that, they engage with you for the reviews. It's about the product, right. really. So, but I don't like, I don't feature things I don't like. Okay. So I'm not about kind of showing something in a bad light. If I don't like it, it doesn't go on the blog. So there are too many good things to write about. Exactly. And the thing that you hate, someone else might love, so what's the point? 100%. negative out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, who am I to judge? Mm. I can say if I like it or not. Mm. If I like it, great. If I don't like it, you know... Who am I to wipe that off? Especially smaller brands as well, yeah, you know. I just yeah. think, you know, this is people, their lives. They've actually, not even just smaller brands, somebody with a heart and a soul and a house that they go home to and family that they cook dinner for or not or eat the dinner from the person that cooked it mm-hmm. for them, they've put their heart and soul and it's their job. We all know that people don't just go to job go to work and come home these days. Mm-hmm. We're all living breathing hour it's important nobody stays in a job if they don't live it and breathe it anymore and so I just think you know it could be L'Oreal but there's somebody there that dreamt up that product or at least executed the marketing campaign around Mm. it you know and I just think you know it's good to remember that that there's always somebody there even well that's the rule for social media isn't it yeah there's some that there's someone with a beating heart and their mum yeah yeah (laughs) that's typing your the response to what you've said you know or so you want someone who loves beauty products as much as you do yeah loves beauty wants to show it on them Mm -hmm. because i think i mean i to be to be honest i don't show enough products anymore on my face because of time really Mm -hmm. i like to do that more on like my social media so i sometimes will say show swatches and sometimes we'll say, go check out my stories to see on my face or mm. something. But um, I would love it if I could freeze time and just, you know, <laughs> wear the collection for a day, take all yeah, kinds yeah, of, yeah. you know, and then, but if you do that, then you're, you haven't got it, your, your review up on time and, you know. So your swatches, I mean, I'm sure that listeners are going to your site, but you tend to swatch on your arm, don't you? I swatch on my arm and then I often will do like one shot of, of maybe one of the lipsticks mm-hmm. or something. Like, I used to swatch. I remember sitting in front of my dad in the flat, the same flat, and, and I swatched, like, 36 Clarins lipsticks in one <laughs> go, and he's just, like, looking at me like, this is crazy. And he said to me, he said to me, you don't cut corners, do you? And I was like, oh, I don't, or I didn't. Now I, maybe I cut corners. But, you know, I hate that. I do, do you think it's cutting corners, or do you think you're just being smarter maybe I don't know I don't know I would love to have time to do all of that still always every single post but you just it's silly it's just it's not realistic and how are you about delegating and sharing it Mm, I'm getting better like I'm I'm I got really when Rebecca and Philip were telling me like you know you can't just 
publish up posts willy-nilly I was like yes I can <laughs> I can and I will I'm a bit like more you know because Rebecca bl- uploads the posts from the contributors actually they upload them themselves and she kind of edits them and makes sure they're all like SEO'd properly and that kind of jazz and I'd like randomly go in and just publish them right because I'd be like why would we have content that's not live being held yeah you know, <laughs> so now I realise that. So how many contributors do you have? Um, last time, I think I spoke to Rebecca about it. About there's about thirty that kind of like rotate and do. Oh. Yeah, it's kind well, of cool. You need that many at least to get everything up. Yeah, surely. Yeah, I mean we'd have more, but Rebecca could, can't actually manage any more than that really because she runs a, a private Facebook group and they kind of. It's quite nice actually. Yeah. All of our girls are really lovely. Really oh, nice. I yeah. Didn't know this. And we have nice chats actually. We're having an event soon, so we get to we've had one event and we're gonna have another one soon. We had one at Space NK. It was really nice to actually get to meet some of them. Because that's the thing, it's like but it, it's you know, if you think about it, we probably tweeted before we met in person, or maybe we didn't yeah, yeah. actually, or but a lot of the time yeah. that happens. It's kind of like dating for friends, isn't it? On <laughs> Don't you think? It's like online date, online friendship friending. making. <laughs> online friending. Yeah, and then you meet them. You know, we met on the internet. It's true. I feel weird about that. There are people that I know and I met them on social media. I know. I know. I, it does feel weird. It shouldn't really because it's the way of the world now. But like... Like someone says, how do you know so-and-so? I'm like, Twitter. Yeah. And then you realise how wrong that sounds. I know. I know. I mean, I actually... I've got one friend called Kate who... She was one of the first people I tweeted. She's like lives in Sheffield, and um, I remember I I think I tweeted tweeted her because she'd spent fifty pounds on cards in like what's a card shop Clinton's. Clinton's yeah, and I was like oh my god that's absolutely ridiculous I don't buy cards I'm not a card person oh. because I'm really crap at that kind of organisation like like when you were saying to me before you're really organised I can't see I would expect you to have a a filing cabinet with alphabetized cards. No, nothing of the sort. Okay, All my friends are just like, oh, she's re is the worst. <laughs> Lucky to get a text for your birthday. Awful. <laughs> but I will bring you like a shitload of beauty products when I see but you. But if I love you, I send you a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the truth of the yes. matter for me, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I'm not good at cards and things. But uh, yeah, and she's she was like, she buys a lot of cards, £50 haul. And um, and I tweeted her that was the time, and we now it's every June we do the tweet the the fifty pound card, <laughs> and we've actually met a few times, and um, and I went on after my dad died, I took my son on holiday, just the two of us to, I think we went to Menorca, and she happened to be out there at the same time, and we got a taxi over and went and saw her, and like, oh, and that's like we met online, <laughs> we met online, so yeah, it's really weird. She's not a blogger; she's just a beauty just fanatic that just like. Do you get lots of correspondence? Yeah, I love chatting to people. I, I could chat all day online to... As long as people are nice. Mm. I love... Yeah. I get lots of emails about... From, like, product stalkers about when things are launching. And, like, especially if you say something's launching and then it doesn't. And then, like, you said it would be February the yeah. 31st. There isn't the 31st February, is there? If you're always first first February. Sorry. If people know you as a source of something that's always first... And they want to be first. I can imagine that, yeah, you must get a lot of people asking for insider information and yeah. stuff that must be embargoed. That's when I feel, that's when I feel like I've actually got, have value. Mm. 
what you were saying earlier. It's like there are things that I can find out very easily. Yeah. That, you know, when me, five years, ten years ago, because I keep thinking I haven't been doing it for very long, but (laughs) (laughs) me before would have loved to have known when that Estee Lauder new foundation is launching Mm. or or, or is it coming or what's it called, you know. I can, I know that stuff, I can tell you. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, I've got that, I have the power. <laughs> I mean, that sounds awful, I hate, I wish I hadn't said that, I have the power. No. <laughs> no, and now I'm, I'm singing, um, I've got the power in my head. Wait, we were talking about, no, you said you have the power, and I do know what you mean, but I do understand why you think it could be misinterpreted. But I know what you mean about having value in the sense of, um, I was out with some friends recently, and one of the girls just commented about a problem that she's having with her skin. And I just rattled off a load of stuff and said, I'll try this product. If you want to splash out, go and get this one. But if you need to replenish your stocks, definitely go to this one. It's in boots, it's under a tenner. And then you suddenly realise that that is valuable. So it's not about having the power, but it's like, I I don't know. I guess it's like being a hairdresser and someone saying, oh, my hair's a mess and being able to say, well, come in and see me and I'll fix it for you. Yeah, yeah. So I do know what you mean. It's having that, like, secret access Mm. to stuff that you if you if you don't know who to ask you'll never find out and also and I don't want to necessarily dig too deep into this subject because it's a massive one but in the creative industry in creative um, roles or being a creative it's quite frequent for people to devalue your your input Um, and not necessarily projecting onto you necessarily but writing the amount of people who will say, oh, Emma, can you write something? Uh, it's great exposure. Or it's only 500 words. You know, you can knock it out in a morning and they don't necessarily want to pay. Yeah. So you can then fall into the trap of not valuing... Yeah, oh, yeah. ...your skills. Yeah. So I totally understand what you mean about seeing that, having those people come to you and knowing that that is actually a really powerful value yeah. to add to what you can do. And then you, I have moments of like, oh, my God, because the, the imposter syndrome is real. Mm. Oh, yeah. Still, even when I look at my Google Analytics, I still think, who are they? Who are they? Who are those? You know. And then it's like, go. I went went to a Tom Ford launch a while back, maybe three three months ago, and one of the girls who you know they they work they work on the floor with the customers. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them was from like Harvey Nichols. Where's the other one that isn't London? Like Liverpool, isn't it, or something? yeah I don't know and one uh, there were a couple of them and they were like all of our customers always say really really had this really really sort of showed a picture of this really really and I was like oh my god I'm real I'm real to the Tom Ford customer I mean because the Tom Ford customers are incredible Mm. I love them they are committed they they love it they want everything of the summer collection. They are all safe for it. They plan the day. They book in. They book in for the makeover. Oh my god, they are amazing. They are. I would be them if I could afford to be them with whatever job I would doing. Not if not I wasn't doing this, I'd be emailing me saying when is it. I'd be saying, can you give me the price of the soleil? Blah blah blah. You know. Sometimes I'm literally like because a lot of the time when I write about stuff the press release isn't always done so I don't mm. often include the prices Yeah. and if I say for example I haven't managed to update it and then 
the launch is say two weeks away and there are people tweeting me saying how much is the thing and I'm like hold on one sec and I'm like oh my god yeah it's uh, 170 million pounds for that one <laughs> yeah, you know but like and I can I'm looking through and I'm like oh yeah and what's your next question you know and it's I love that I love like being a source of information yeah and that I can answer the questions yeah. you know it feels good and I love the fact that the Tom Ford girls always say oh they, they you know all our customers say oh we saw it with Ree showed us this blah, 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 sort of thing Isn't that and, brilliant? yeah because I feel re- I'm real it's yeah. real it's not just because I'm in my little head going yeah. la 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 you know go to Selfridges and it's like it doesn't feel real sometimes because you don't because it's virtual isn't mm-hmm. it that's the thing and it's things like that when you just go or oh, what once I mean because I'm not a big like it's all about the product for me I'm yeah. not a I'm it's not my profile it's not my profile I'm not like getting meeting fans or you know but once I was recognized in Sephora on Broadway mm. by the girl serving me and she was like and I was with my mum as well so it was so weird and she was like are you really re and I was like pun pun <laughs> and I don't think she realized it was me until I was like I was going through my emails trying to find this discount code that Sephora had <laughs> sent me and I was like well maybe it's in my really re inbox or whatever and she was like are you really re yeah and it was it wasn't that so it wasn't like oh my god she was recognized me as a person it was when I was like going I'm, I think I've got 30% off somewhere hold on sorry Q <laughs> you know but it's worth it when you've just spent $500 yeah. I think you know and I was Sephora is an absolute vortex oh I love it it's too much oh it, it's crazy I don't know I what... can't enjoy it because if I did I would buy it yeah but having to edit myself going into Sephora is, just, is like a cruel joke on me. Yeah, I, I really love it. But the thing is, I always end up doing it like when I've got people with me that don't want to be, be there as well. Mm. You know, like like Ben. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh. So you like being real and you like, um, and you've realised that you're real. I've realised I'm real. Mm. I'm, a th- I'm actually... A thing. Yeah, it's, it is a... I'm not... Am I a thing? But I'm, it's a, it is a thing, mm. you know, and yeah, it, it's, that imposter syndrome thing st- runs next to that. Right. So, you know, I still c- couldn't believe that our contributors c- travelled from like Cardiff and all over the country to come and meet me and have a nice evening at Space NK, you know. I'm sure the 30% discount helped, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the goodie bag, but you know. I, yeah, it's, um... What do you think would be enough to make you shake off the imposter syndrome? Or do you just think it's just embedded now? I don't know. I've got certain goals. I want... Now we've got getting the new website. Mm. I, by, by the end of... Where are we now? 2017. 2018, I want to be doing a million uniques a month. Mm. And you at 500,000? Yeah. Right? And we've been st- we've been kind of stuck on that. Because mm. the, the, I just think the website's really limiting us at the moment. Right. So... I want that. If I can do a million a million unique users a month, mm-hmm. I'd really like that. I I want my numbers to just do the. I want people to just. You can't ignore me. Right. That's where I want want to be. You know, because mm-hmm. the thing is, I have invested. I've not invested in my profile. I've invested in the product, mm-hmm. the reviews. Yeah. You know, and maybe the. There are different ways of doing things, you know. A lot of my peers, have, they don't do anything like I do. Mm. It's I don't know if there's anyone else out there doing what I'm doing at the moment no. because people say, who are your competitors? And I'm like, I don't really... 
that's the other weird thing. For, as a competitive person, I don't think there's anyone actually really trying to do what I'm doing. Right. Because everyone's like blogging, whatever, but they don't have like this contributor thing going on. But it's also like the Mickey Mouse Club example that I said to you before. Like Brittany and Christina were both serious. <laughs> <laughs> so all the people who came up at a similar sort of time, everybody's found their niche. Yeah. And you've definitely found a niche. Yeah, I think so. And yours is less of a personality-led niche. Yeah. You say? Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. less of that kind of like... Um, it's less vloggy. It's more of a like news, beauty, resource yeah. niche. Yes. And that's what I want it to be. Like, you know, if, if it's new, if it exists, I want it to be there mm. on the site if it's good enough. Yeah. You know, that's and the thing. And would you say it's... Um, the experience is going to the counter and trying on the product without going to the counter and trying on the product. Is that what you get? Because you see it, you... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, because, you know, makeup is going, selling online a lot, mm. especially uh, older people, I find. I find, like, the younger girls, because we've got a really broad age range of audience-wise. The younger girls do a lot of internet research and then they like to go to the store. Yeah. It's a social thing, you know, shopping with friends and stuff. Sure, Whereas yeah. a lot of older people, not old, but older, yeah. shop, shop online, mm. you know. And the re- our readers have got quite a lot of money, actually, crazily. And they, they're prepared to spend it. They just, you know, I've, I've worked out that I'm helping them shop. They, mm. they, they want to shop. They're yeah. ready. They're there. They're like banging on, when does it launch? Yeah. You know? That's the thing. It's amazing. So, yeah, I love it. I, I feel so lucky, actually. I'm, I'm back to the luck thing. Mm. <laughs> Just don't let the luck end. <laughs> so I don't think the luck will end. Oh, I how, hope. Can it, how, how can the luck end when you've, been, when you've put this much work in? When you've been strategic? When you're thinking bigger like how like yeah I hope I just yeah I'm just gonna keep going that's what I do when anyone ever is ever in doubt I always say just keep going keep going that's all I do when anything trips me up I think I note it and then I don't think about it anymore and I just keep going because when you think about things you know if somebody says something you don't like Mm -hmm. or something that's not kind you can obsess about it and it will send you off track Mm -hmm. massively you worry, are you doing the right thing? Are you as good as that person? You know, have you yeah. gone the wrong way? N- for me, I'm just like, note it, head down, keep going. Right. And I always think, look forward, but don't look too far, far forward because right. that's terrifying. Right, okay. It's enough to put you off. So keep, for me, keep going is just like, in a way, blindly, just mm. keep going. As long as you're moving forward... It doesn't really matter. You just stumble yeah. over the holes. You'll keep, just climb out of them. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. And don't look to the left or to the right. I always say that as well because the minute you start worrying about what other people next to you are doing, oh my God, mm. things can start to go wrong again because comparison, what we were saying. Yeah, comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, or maybe even less than that, I just redesigned my website um, I then clicked a link on a beauty colleague's Twitter feed to her website, saw that she had a shopping page and was like, oh, blimey, and just dropped everything yeah. and created a shopping page. Yeah. Things I'm wearing this week. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You have to 
you know, sometimes good ideas are to be had. But yeah, I just but stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Keep going. Mm. Don't give up, and don't let any bugger put you off. Mm. You know, I just think Sodom. Keep going. I would say fuck them. <laughs> but um, say that, <laughs> it's not. I would never type that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to. You just do your thing. Keep going. Don't compare yourself, and actually don't compare what you've got either Mm. because I think success is about being happy with what you can manage Mm. and if you worrying about somebody else's success destroys your success you have failed then really you know because if you're paying your mortgage you're managing to feed everybody you might treat yourself every now and again maybe you don't buy a Versace Oh, God, I wish I hadn't said Versace because that's really uncool. (laughs) (laughs) Valentino (laughs) or a Gucci or a, you know, the latest Balenciaga, (laughs) you know, every week Mm. and you're hauling every week. Say you haven't done that, but does it matter? You're Mm. you're doing what you're doing. Don't let anybody else's success spoil your own because then you really have failed, I think. Mm. And also you haven't failed unless you give up. <gasps> well, that's brilliant advice upon which to end. You haven't failed unless you give up. Yeah, just keep going, keep going. I love that. Wise yeah. words from really real. <laughs> Who is real? I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Right, so we're going to put the links to everything that Ree does, all her social handles, the website, which the week that we publish this will be hopefully, new and shiny hopefully, and <laughs> yeah. And if it isn't, then I'll be and crying. If it isn't, then you'll know. <laughs> yeah. And anything else that we talked about, they will be in the show notes. Re, thank you for coming oh, over. Emma. Sorry about my soggy quinoa. So love. Oh, I love the soggy quinoa. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been it's amazing. Been a pleasure. Yeah, love it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the show with Ree. All of the links to her website and social media handles will be in the show notes over on emmaguns.com. Thank you to everyone who's been emailing me. I do try to get back to everybody as quickly as possible. If you do want to get in touch with the show, it's so simple. Just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet me at emmaguns or you can DM me on Instagram. I've been getting quite a few messages on there and it seems to be a great way of staying in touch. And if you are enjoying the show, please do head over to iTunes, click that subscribe button, and why not leave a star rating and a written review? Thank you to everyone who's done it so far. It does make all of the difference, and I really appreciate it. I can't wait for you to hear next week's guest. It's another great episode of the show. So I will see you here next time on The Emma Gunn Show. <laughs>